Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we talk about the it's that no one wants to talk about. We are question-based and conversation-driven. Hi, my name is Olegia Nozier. Hi, my name is Paula Camacho. Thanks for hanging out with us two immigrants who have a whole lot to say and a whole lot to learn. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Talk About It. My name is Paula. And my name is Olegia and today we are here with our last episode of our process series. Whoop whoop! Back from break! <laughs> Back from break. A much needed break. <laughs> so, so needed. And um, just like very rejuvenating. We love you guys. We love talking to you. Thank you for, mm-hmm. you know, pausing with us and being patient with us while we recuperate. Paula, we've been doing this. Like our journey of podcasting started basically a year ago hey more than a year ago more than a year ago yeah so it's kind of wild to to sit and be reflecting back on that and being like wow we're just we just took our first like live break quote unquote yeah so that's kind (laughs) of cool that's cool i hope you guys missed us (laughs) yeah we hope you did and we hope that you were able to listen to all the episodes that you couldn't listen to yeah you cut yeah, up because you know we've been pumping out content for you and wanted to give you some time to also catch up so yeah we are very excited to be back though and we're grateful that you are back to join us to all of you who've been with us from the beginning wow thank you thank you um thank you for for following us we know there are some of you out there that listen basically every single time we post an episode like we'll look at our stats and see that particular countries especially france yep to our friend and friends <laughs> um listens right away so thank you so much france that's so cool we're honestly so honored like every time paula and i look at it we're like yeah, yeah. oh my word our friends in france listen to the episode <laughs> no, thank you and also thank you to the friends you know that that's through the break and they're like hey we miss you it's nice to hear that it's encouraging mm-hmm. sometimes i tell lady sometimes it feels like it's it gets too naked <laughs> out here <laughs> to be sharing our personal <laughs> journeys mm-hmm, with true. people that's true but to know that like you know mm-hmm. people relate it's it's good to hear yeah but anyways i hope you guys are ready for our new episodes yeah Okay, now I'm ready for this serious question. I've got one for you, Paula. Also, side so note, you want me to start? Paula. Yeah, I'll start. Paula is the side is the side note queen. Lol. Side note, Paula mm-hmm. is the serious question queen. So she really always has them out, and I'm just like, okay. I usually forget to be honest. I usually forget to make <laughs> she <them>. does. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like right before and i'll be like oh my word i need to make one so but i do have one today uh, so <laughs> it's because they the- come <laughs> I, again i'm a deep thinker so I, i'm like in my head i'm like oh this would be a good question and so i wrote it down that's true um, that's true i need to get better at that um but i do have one i do have one okay let if me. oh actually you go ahead first you want me to go okay yeah. if no no not if Yes, no if. (laughs) So sorry. If you could uh, name a new Olympic sport, what would it be? Because, you know, there's like a whole bunch of Olympic sports, but sometimes you think to yourself, this should be an Olympic sport, but it's not. What would it be for you? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not that creative. So I'm going to say there's this. I don't know if you call it sport, but there is this game in Colombia. 
that is called Tejo. And so essentially what it is, is they have like a rock and a pe- like in the distance you throw it. And at the end, there is like these things that blow up kind of like fireworks. Mm. So you like the the game consists of you trying to hit it. And then you hit it, well, it's going to make a noise and then you just score a point. Um, it's pretty cool. It's very like well known around Colombia. So I think every Colombia would agree with me that that should be an Olympic. <laughs> we would probably be number one. <laughs> It sounds intense. It is kind of intense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, anyways, my question, I don't know if I like my question today, but anyways. If you could only eat uh, one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see my face, but I'm frowning right now because I really like food. She does. <laughs> It's like the only thing I feel good spending money on. <laughs> Food and shoes. <laughs> yeah, she always says, Paula, you know, I have problems spending money on other things. But food, I have no problem spending my money on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's just because one day when I was little, my dad told me that food is one thing that you have that is really actually for you. Like it literally gets converted into energy for your body. And so everything else that we buy is like for us, yes. But literally food is, it gets converted into your systems. So when I heard that, I was like, yes, that actually solidifies my, my, uh, my view. So one food that I would eat. Hmm? I say unless you have to share it. Unless I have to share it, you're right. But you know, sharing is caring, I guess. So. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one food that I would pick, I would probably, it's so funny because literally the first thing that came to mind is ice cream, but it's not very nutritious. <laughs> if you're so. trying to convert energy, that's <laughs> not going to do it for you. Maybe I would have, uh, like, I, can I add different things? So like, I really yeah, like rice. Yeah, you can make a dish. Yeah. Okay. So I would say jambalaya, but basically rice because you can make rice with all kinds of things so like if that was the only grain or carb or whatever that i was able to eat i would pick rice and then i would just cook it a million different ways with a million different things oh i think is if you i think the question will go okay i say rice broccoli and chicken and so that will be the meal you eat for the rest of your life forever yeah yeah, yeah. that doesn't sound nice i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) but sure i would do i would do something like i would say jambalaya because jambalaya has rice it has sausage it has vegetables that's all you need got all the four food groups right there more than ice cream more than ice cream that's true I would have to forsake ice cream for this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Nice. Now that that's over, let's jump right into the topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we are talking about price. So you guys have been with us for the past couple of weeks. We have been in our process series talking about the five pressures of process. So, you know, patience, performance in people, priority, progress, 
uh, and price. So today we are going to focus a little bit more on price. We've kind of talked more about the first four and we wanted to get a little bit deeper into this topic of what does process cost us? Um, is there a pressure? Uh, sorry, there's a pressure of what we're willing to sacrifice. What are those kinds of things? And also talking about the idea that there's always the option of giving up. So I guess the first kind of thing I want to use to jump into this conversation, Paula, is let's just talk about some experiences where we've had to make a sacrifice to progress in some particular direction or through working through a process. Yeah. Okay. I think one that, I, that, I, that is very clear to me is when my dad first moved to Canada and we were in the process of moving here as well. Because, yeah, when, when you think of, of price... I think a lot of the times we associate price with money, right? But the way I see it is, yes, there were thousands of dollars invested of like the paperwork and medical exams and all the stuff that we had to do in order to be to get our residence, right? But when you ask me what's the price you had to pay in that process, I would argue that it had to be the sacrifice of like separating our family, right? Of not having a present like physical dad around the house yes he was through the computer uh but it just wasn't the same right mm -hmm. so i think when i when i think of that process of and what price was um developed through that process i'll say the fact that my dad wasn't around and we didn't have him around the house for like three years two years maybe mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. what about you Yeah, no, that's huge. Um, for me, when I think about hmm, having to make sacrifice, um, I think in a lot of different times, a lot of different parts of, the, of our experience. And I know we always seem to have been talking about, um, I guess, 2020, because it's kind of hard to not talk about it. Mm. It's been kind of a pivotal moment in a lot of people's lives in a lot of different ways. But I think for me, something that I really had to think about in, especially in those early months, maybe like May to August when I was doing school online was the, yeah, just kind of the feeling of having to sacrifice what I thought would be. Um, and kind of also being able, I think I see it now on the other end as actually necessary in order to move forward, in order to actually take steps and go through the process of uncertainty, go through the process of not knowing what I was what I was going to be doing next or even what I was doing in the moment. And then I think another experience that kind of that kind of uh, sits with me is probably university, probably especially second year, third year when I was really trying to get everything that I needed to get together to prepare for applying to medical school. I felt like a lot of the time, you know, we sit in our rooms and we're studying all the time and I can't really go out and do particular things at particular times because I have a goal in front of me. And I kind of felt like a lot in that time. Oh, my goodness. I'm staying up till 
one in the morning, two in the morning, trying to work on these science assignments, trying to understand what it's saying, and other people are able to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> that was a big one. It's really simple, but it really was. <laughs> yeah. It really was impactful. Like other people are able to sleep, and other people are able to not do anything on the weekend. And I have to sit here and kind of carve out that time and really put my head in the books for something that I don't see the results of right now. No, that's fair. And I think the thing with prize is that once you, like when you are in literally the process, <laughs> I think people are going to get tired <laughs> of the word process. Uh, but yeah, when you are in the process, uh, it's hard to recognize, oh, this is just the price I have to pay for where I want to get, right? Yeah. But I think once you not necessarily reach your destination, but I guess get farther in, mm-hmm. you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that was difficult, but that's just kind of the price I had to pay to be where I am today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, price gets like a negative connotation because it can be painful, right? That's true. Like, it wasn't fun to have to stay up extra hours while some of my roommates went to sleep. It wasn't fun to have to say no to particular outings because I needed to study for a particular test or because I, oh my word, like the summers of studying for the MCAT, you know, summer is supposed to be this free fun time and I'm spo- I was studying eight hours a day. And it's not fun. Um, but like you said, at the end of the day, when I look back and I think about where I am now... I'm like, it was necessary. It was a sacrifice that I chose to make yeah. because mm-hmm. I knew that it would help um, propel me towards the goal that I was trying to get to. I think to, yeah, as as a person of faith, there's often that question of how much is like in my hands and how much is in God's hands? And I really struggled with that question for a long time, but now I'm learning. We have to do our part, right? And like God does what God does, but we have to do our part and sometimes that's yeah. sometimes that's not very fun. <laughs> it's a lot easier to sit down and twiddle my thumbs and be like, "Oh, like God's got it. It's fine." I mean, he does have it, but I have a responsibility to make a responsibility to do um something as well. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get into that topic a little bit. Uh the other day, like, you touched me and we were talking about something else. And she's like, well, she actually sent me an audio. And she's like, you know, yes, we as believers, we, we have to believe that God is able to do it. But, like, we have to do, and this is something I really like, she said. Um, we have to do the ordi- ordinary so he can do the extra so it becomes extraordinary. And I was like, whoa, that's great. <laughs> I love it. I like it, it. Like, we don't see it like that often, right? Because yeah. it's that struggle of how much do I have? How much is for me to do? And how much is God capable of doing anything? Mm-hmm. But like, you're right. We do have to do our part. We can't just sit around and hope he will do it. He will make it happen for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that then also helps it be more of a partnership, right? It's like, okay, I'm doing what I have to do. I'm trusting that the God mm-hmm. I serve is going to do the part that only um, that only he can do, and at the end of the day, that partnership is um, is part of the journey. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And like, like you say, a lot of the times, the things that you have to go through and are part of the price are not fun, <laughs> and that's why we kind of want to skip over them. I think in many ways, like we in the moment, we want to skip over, right? 
but then we have to go through it and then you look back and it's like oh that was just the price i had to pay okay whatever but then once we we, st- we begin to share our process with others mm-hmm. it's almost like we want to delete that part of the process out of our mind right and we want we don't necessarily share with others that those struggles and those prices you had to pay uh and i don't know why mm. i th- <laughs> you know what came to mind when you said that mm-hmm. It's not cute. Because, <laughs> you know, like, it's 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 only cute. <laughs> social media. Oh, my word. It's only cute as a social media post. Mm. Like, oh, don't don't discount your struggles. Hashtag make it through. Hashtag um, persevere. Hashtag it's part of the process or whatever. I'm not discounting those. Those are very important reminders. I can attest to the fact that I have been scrolling through social media on some days and seen a post that somebody has made like that. And it has profoundly impacted me and encouraged me. So I'm not, I'm not bashing it, but I am saying that it's a lot easier to, um, to say those things than to walk through it. And so then when we're also telling our stories, we're kind of just, you know, sharing the the highlight reel almost because it ain't cute to be like, well, actually this sucked and it was hard and whatever. Or we do and we make sure that we end it on the good note, which is also fine because I think part of the part of the journey is all of that middle mud in between and like gif said in one of our earlier episodes she was talking about how well how much of my story are you entitled Mm. to and so with different people you know we can we can share different parts of it but i totally hear you on that idea of sometimes we really delete that but then if you also look at it those are the parts that make the story um have grit in a sense like i have been in so many situations where i'll be hearing somebody's story or i'll be telling one and it's those up and down moments, those those stories of this is what I lost or this is what I had to choose to put aside that really add character and add the human element to the story. It's like TV, right? If you're watching a show and all of the show is just everybody's happy all the time, then it's not really, <laughs> we're not really as drawn to those kinds of things as potentially something that more reflects life, which is, you know, the ups and the downs and the people pulling together and working to persevere, you know, against all odds, quote unquote. Um, and those are the stories that we find ourselves attracted to. And I think there's something there. Sure. Because a lot of the times, like, yeah, like you see celebrities or like people who are successful in many areas and then you think oh like how great for them but then if you think a little bit farther or a little bit deeper then it's like okay but what price in a sense they had to pay to get where they are today and so it makes you wonder and it makes you think then shouldn't we be Mm. more real not only to help ourselves but to help others That's around so us. Yeah, and I always wonder, I think even part of a part of the difficulty is finding the balance of what is the real in this. Because I think sometimes it's hard to know even while you're in the middle of something of being like, okay, these are what my feelings are right now. And as we all know, feelings will change depending on the circumstance. And trying to put words or expression to where you are in the in the middle of it, especially if you're having to let go of some particular ideal um, in order to redirect or in order to make it to the next step that you're trying to make it to. 
it can be hard to really know how am I being real in this moment. Um, And so I think, yeah, I think that that's definitely something to, something worth thinking about. At least I try to think about it too. Yeah, I agree. And I think it relates in a way to one of our other five pressures of progress, which is performance, right? Because like, I think a lot of the times when it comes to performance, we compare our process to others. But if others are more, or yeah, we are more honest about where we are and how we got there and the price we had to pay, then that comparison wouldn't weigh as heavy as it does on others. Totally, completely agree. And I think that leads really nicely into um, one of the things that we were also talking about as we were thinking about the idea of price. And that's in terms of the fact that there's always the option of giving up. Like there's always the option to say, this is too costly for me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pursue what it was that I was pursuing in the beginning. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that giving up is is bad in any sense of the way. There's no shame in giving up. But I do think that oftentimes the pressure of stopping, the pressure to stop, um, can if we focus on it, like it can actually stop us from going in the direction that we really desire to go or that we really know that we need to be going and just kind of sitting and asking ourselves the question is it worth pushing through in this moment is that is that going to be beneficial to me is always a question that comes up I find for myself yeah no and I honestly I say multiple times this but in many ways like I personally relate to that right because I absolutely, absolutely love dentistry. Like, <laughs> I love teeth too much. It's weird. <laughs> she but, really does. At first, I was like, how can a person like teeth so much? <laughs> I've accepted it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to the dentist for me was like going to a candy shop for a kid. <laughs> Which is so ironic. But anyways, uh... Yeah, I love dentistry and like the idea of pursuing dentistry was like, that's like my dream. But then it got to a point where like, okay, do I want to keep pursuing this dream that is kind of killing me in many ways because I felt like I wasn't living, I was just surviving. And so it was like, okay, do I really want to try to push myself any farther when I am like, I literally am in a place where I kind of hate myself where I don't see a point where if uh, if this happens to fail, then I don't know what's the point of my life. Like, do I really want to do that? And like, I love dentistry. That's the thing I do. And, and I did so much then. But then it got to a point where I had to choose what do I want to do and what do I want to say. I love that you brought that up because like I said at the beginning, giving up isn't bad. And I think it depends on how we, how we spin it, how we look at it. For you... You had to ask yourself, what is pursuing this thing, this goal, this path? What is it costing me? And you said you felt like you weren't living. And to be going after something um, where it's not life-giving, it's not, um, yeah, it's not enriching, is something that I guess for you, you had to really evaluate and ask yourself, 
what am I willing to sacrifice here? What is the price of this pursuit? And I think that's an important question to ask ourselves. And again, that's not to say that when we pursue things that they're always going to be easy and and feel like <laughs> feel like they're enriching us and feel like, you know, we're we're growing in that moment but at least there should be a level of that that we find Uh, at least at the end of the day when we ask ourselves wait a minute like why am I pursuing this what is in it um, that has attracted me what am I going to get out of it and what am I going to be able to put into it and um, yeah I think that all of those things are important because it goes just in the same way that it goes on the one hand of okay I can give up and I know that I shouldn't but like I I'm tired but I need to persevere it can also go on the opposite direction of okay now's the time to stop like I have gone um, beyond where I think I should be beyond what is healthy yeah absolutely and I mean, if somebody's out there and is on that spot, like I know it's not easy <laughs> when you see yourself and you had a set goal in mind, like, and you have gone through, like, it feels like you're far into the process, like thinking of, okay, this is where I need to drop it. And this is where I need to choose. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do and to get yourself there. But like, like I say, like, you gotta think of what, in many ways, what's healthy for you. Um, and I read this uh, somewhere this week of like, you are the main character in your story. And I was like, that's true. And I was like, and we get one life. <laughs> so is it really worth it to get one life and like not even live, like I say, but survive through the days just to get to where the goal is because you feel like, okay, well, I am too far into it. And now I can't back up. Like, I don't know if that's really worth it. Change is okay. (laughs) It is okay to change our minds. (laughs) And it is okay to start afresh. It is okay to reevaluate. All of those things are okay. And it kind of also reminds me, Paula, of the conversation we were having about diamonds versus bones. And the idea of like healthy, you know, building healthy kind of akin to how diamonds are made. And um kind of the unhealthy in terms of breaking of bones and Mm -hmm. um in some of our research get ready friends (laughs) (laughs) um diamonds are actually the process of diamonds being made is really really interesting so in terms of the research um that i did i learned that you know magma it's kind of formed under a lot of pressure it's formed under the earth's crust like something at something like 1000 300 degrees celsius like ridiculously hot and it's like super super deep the forming of diamonds is really deep down it's like 200 it's like 150 to 200 kilometers under the earth's surface and so magma is formed under these conditions and then as it expands it actually becomes a vehicle that forces the diamond rocks that are in it to the top so as it moves super quickly towards the top It's almost like a pipe for the diamonds as they're getting to the surface. And then they cool, right, as they get higher and higher and higher. And they form these things called kimberlite rocks, which are um, like usually the most significant source of where people find diamonds um, on the earth today. 
And I just think about how, you know, all of these different elements, depth, sometimes our, our things, our, our growth, our processes are deep, like they're doing a deep work. They're not seen. We don't see the evidence of it um, right away. And, and it's difficult to recognize at first. And then it's hot. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of heat. Um, there's a lot of outside things that come. There's a lot of oftentimes obstacles, changes, and then, you know, there's pressure. We've talked extensively about pressure in this in this series. But then also the idea of all of these combinations are actually what help get the diamond to the surface. And I think there's something incredibly beautiful in that, in all the combination of pressure, heat, depth, um, are actually what create this pipe for the things that have been growing deep to move to the top. And when they move to the top, like diamonds are some of the most precious stones that we have. And nobody looks at a diamond and says oh like it's whatever you know like there's value to it and it looks beautiful once we see it but we need to also remember that the the process in which this diamond was created was very intense and also not seen at first yep <laughs> um but just like diamonds are built under pressure well Bonds are break under pressure as well. And that's our analogy right now. Um, so bonds, essentially, there isn't like a set number of like force or pressure that will definitely break a bond. But the way in how that force is applied makes a difference and cause a bond to break. And yeah, uh, it could be argued that bonds are like are tough, but like even tough stuff breaks, right? So, too much pressure or pressure that is sudden out of nowhere uh, can definitely break a bond. And I think that's kind of where we wanted to go with our analogy of, yes, there is always been that saying of, like, diamonds are made out of pressure. So, like, that pressure is good for you. <laughs> don't, don't freak out about it. But, hey, bonds break with pressure as well, so... It's, it's just that idea of recognizing that pressure can do good to you, but it also can do some damage. Mm -hmm. So good. And the, the, the thing about walking through these processes is learning what is that balance, right? And I don't think any of us are perfect at it. I don't think any of us know it mm -hmm. all. But having yeah. the, uh, I guess, the ability to sit down and ask ourselves, is this diamond is this diamond building or is this bone breaking and being able yep. to to not only recognize that but take the necessary steps to ensure our health in knowing when to to change path so that we are um yeah knowing when to change path so that we find ourselves in in a healthy space yeah yeah so guys, I guess we just kind of want to end this series with those thoughts today. Um, yeah, is this is this diamond building or is this bone breaking and asking ourselves, what am I willing to sacrifice here? What is the price of my pursuit? And we have loved getting to talk about all of these things with you. We have loved being able to, to question and to laugh <laughs> and to discover. And mm -hmm. we hope that this series has been impactful to you in some way 
as you know, we always love to receive little notes, little emails, DMs, whatever it is. So if this series has impacted you in any particular way and you want to share, we would love to hear it. Send us your experiences, send us your questions, Mm -hmm. um, send us your thoughts, and we will be definitely sure to respond. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been a, it's been a good process, little. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> nudge nudge wink wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it has helped me as well, as much as it may have helped somebody else out there. Uh, I think being able to talk about these things and, like you say, question and why not, has definitely helped. So I'm me glad too. we did this. Um, yeah, you guys reach out if you want to talk for about sure. it. All right, friends, that's all we have for today. We'll catch you around for our next series. Bye. Oh, you don't want to miss that one. It's out. true. It's true. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Wing, wink. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. All right, friends, we'll catch you on the other side. Bye. Okay, bye. This is Oladra Nozier. This is Bona Camacho. And we're signing out for Let's Talk About It, whatever it is. If you would like to stay in contact with us, you can visit our website at www.letstalkaboutitpod.com or send us a quick email at host at letstalkaboutitpod.com. We're also on all social platforms, on Facebook and Instagram at the Let's Talk About It Pod and on Twitter at the capital L-T-A lowercase I-T pod. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.